This week on Access Louisville, we're going to talk about a few new hotels coming to town. Plus, Muhammad Ali Airport lands another direct flight. Pack your bags. It's going to be a trip. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Zach Owens. Hey. Brooke Timmons. Hi there. And Marty Finley. How's it going? Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on the city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show the way I always do, with a difficult question for our panel. So, guys, on Louisville Business First this week, we had a story about changes coming to Cardinal Stadium. The university is building a new fan zone. It's going to have live music, stage, beer garden, food. Sounds really cool. So my question to you guys is, what is your favorite local sports memory? It could be a game you went to or a moment you remember. Uh, and I'm going to start with Marty. Uh, mine's, I guess, will be for the symbolism more than anything. And sure. that was the first Louisville City FC championship. I kind of went as I was not working. I just went as a fan. Um I learned how little I knew about soccer compared to the diehards <laughs> just sitting around. You were like, wait, that's good. <laughs> so, but, you know, just seeing, uh, you know, us capture a, a professional championship yeah. and anything was, yeah. was, was a trip. I also remember um, that was one of the busiest nights I'd ever seen downtown Louisville because Lady Gaga was playing the oh, Yum Center wow. and they had won the championship. So it looked like, you know, Nice. New Orleans during Mardi Gras or awesome. something. It was pretty pretty wild for, for Louisville. So that was just a, a cool moment all the way around. Yeah. How about you, Zach? I guess a uh, 2002 Louisville Cardinals beating uh, Florida State in a torrential downpour. I remember that game. In overtime. It was an awesome game. Yeah. Um, were you there or were you watching on TV? No, I was there. Oh, wow. Until the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, rushed the field. I was a senior in high school. Oh, really? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, very nice. Yep. I was uh, I was at U of L at the time, and I had a paper due the next day, but I stayed up late watching that game instead of doing the paper. So, um, Brooke, how about you? Um, so mine isn't like super local. It's uh, well, we're traveling to Lexington here for my story. Lexington's um, local enough for me. Uh, so growing up, we had um, season tickets to UK football, and just like going with my um, my family. And my dad was always a fast walker, and so he would always just be like hustling to get to the seats that were at the top of the stadium, second from second row from the top. Nice. Um, but we were there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my dad would uh, would hustle up the stairs, and uh, my mom. Would back with uh, my brother and me and we'd all just be you know, hustling up the stairs and we just had a lot of great family memories there we've seen goalposts torn down mm -hmm. um, I was wow. there for the seven overtimes um, when we played Arkansas a couple years I ago that um, we were in different seats then m my dad had then upgraded to undercover second level uh, seats so mm -hmm. those were nice we were actually right behind the Arkansas um, uh, uh, fans for that moment, but yeah, so lots of fun at UK football games. Yeah, I'm gonna say I was at uh, I was a freelancer for the Louisville Cardinal uh, during the time when um, Denny Crum was retiring and Rick Pitino was the coach. And I remember going to a staff meeting uh, at the Cardinal, and they were like, "So who wants to cover Rick Pitino's first press conference?" And we all sat there quietly because everybody was being polite. I was like, I don't know what's wrong with you guys. I'll go. And I ended up getting to go to that press conference and like, um, and covering his first, uh, uh, 
first moments with the U of L. Of course, now I don't like him because he brought shame on our family. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, but that ambition is why you're not <laughs> <a> digital editor <laughs> at Louisville Business First. Exactly. Um, <coughs> so, uh, so that's uh, that's yeah. I love uh, you're dead to us, Rick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to sum it up. Uh, but if you want to come on the show, we'll also have. <laughs> um, and we'll talk about that time you brought shame on our family. Um, and uh, moving on from there, we're going to go to uh, more recent news. Uh, that is a couple of new hotels coming to town. Marty, you've been turning in story after story about new hotels in the last, uh, I would say, year or so. And, and that included this week, uh, you had a couple hotels and one big Airbnb development. So... Mm-hmm. Um, First of all, the, the one, most recent one was the Highlands. So what's what's going on there and where's that going? Yeah, that's um, a project that's going. It's kind of there on the uh, border of Cherokee Triangle and the Highlands on mm-hmm. Marstown Road, 1125. There was a Washo-Rama laundromat there for a while. It's been mm-hmm. closed for quite a while. What's your favorite Washo-Rama memory? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I totally <laughs> threw you off. That's to be the one you're shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that's been there for a while. It's become a bit of an eyesore. Um, and so uh, the, the owner who's owned the property now for about two years, he uh, filed plans this week, Dustin Hensley, uh, with uh, Utopia Ventures LLC. Mm-hmm. He's looking to do a five-story hotel. It's going to have a bar, kind of a, the concept's still being worked out, but it'll be a boutique hotel. Uh, they don't know what the flag will be yet. It probably won't be a, any kind of a national brand just because it's a little too small. So small. It's about 40 rooms. But yeah. it'll be a little bit different, something different for the Highlands, which means there'll probably be a, at least a little bit of pushback. Because oh, yeah. It, it five is five stories, stories in the Highlands. So um, we'll see what happens there. But um, that that's still in the very early stages. But we got to see a, a preliminary rendering and talked to him a little bit this week about that proposal. Um, so we'll see where it goes from there. There is a couple of liens against the property, which we, we mentioned uh, he told me basically like it's cosmetic repairs that the city wants him to so do. So basically, yeah, if you have a building that's run down, the city will fine you, and then if you don't pay it, they file a lien. Is that how yeah? They, it's a, they're basically asking for about well over fifteen hundred dollars in penalties. Yeah, he's basically saying I don't want to make these repairs because I'm just going to tear the building. down. I don't want to pay the penalties because I'm knocking the buildings down. But uh, he said basically, he's, I, I guess he's going to ask the city to waive those because he is redeveloping it. If they don't. He'll pretty much have to pay them because the lien will, will block can block uh, certain moves there on the site. So we'll see what happens there as well. If they'll if they'll uh, waive those or if they'll have to end up paying those. But uh, yeah, that's um that's a one of a several kind of these smaller mm-hmm. boutique hotels we're seeing. There was another one yeah in, proposed in August um, just down the street there on Bardstown Road. Um, that's where the Sterling Bear Tap House was going to go, and if you remember that didn't work out and. It's flipped owners a few times with Ben Bodkins, the Parkside Box guy. He fought a plan to, I think it's only going to be about 21 rooms, so it's even smaller. Mm-hmm. But um, his plan is to do that. So you're going to have a couple of these little, very tiny uh, boutique hotels potentially yeah. in, in the Highlands. I've always thought it weird that there isn't any boutique hotels or uh, bread and breakfast or anything in the Highlands. Yeah, that is weird now that you think uh, you say oh, that. There is Grill House. They have a little... I think uh, they have yeah. a couple yeah. of... Yeah. I think That's there's true. a few really small be, uh, just bed and breakfast, yeah. but other than that, you don't have much there. So I got married at Cherokee Park, and I we were looking for a hotel. It's like mm-hmm. a staging area, yeah. you know, so everybody could get dressed and stuff. And it was like... there were, This was in 2010, so it was 20, or 10 years ago. Uh, there was there was only one <laughs> B&B that we found uh, that, was ab- that it was able to do that, but... Um, but yeah, I'm surprised it's not been a thing. Uh, you didn't look this up, but does anybody know, uh, like 
as far as heights in the Highlands, I mean, what's the tallest building? I think there's actually a, a standard. It's 50 feet. So if you go higher than that, you have to get a variance, a height variance. Okay. That's when you start having to go through more uh, parameters, and that's when people, neighbors, tend to get more alerted to it and yeah. start fighting it more. Yeah. Because they then you're asking basically for a waiver to build something outside of the yeah. zoning Yeah, and standards. I guess anything that tall is probably off of Bardstown Road. It's probably some of that stuff that's behind it. Uh, Tallest yeah. building in the Highlands has to be uh, the condo on Willow. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah. Which Willow Brands. I'm pretty Brands. sure. Um, no, I think that's 1400 Willow. You're talking yeah, 1400, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. That I'm pretty sure had a high because it's like 18, 17, 18 stories tall. Yeah. So, yeah, that's – but, you know, he said – Hensley said he doesn't think he's going to need a variance because he's right there on that 50-feet line. So okay. <laughs> we'll see um, if, we'll that, see. if that works out or not. But uh, he thinks he's going to be able to stay within that. Just don't tear down that old Bader's gas station. I love that <laughs> thing. It is a freaking landmark. It, uh, yeah, there was it moves is, to redevelop that side, but they yeah. kind of fell through. So. Yeah. Um, I guess some of the buildings right there, uh, what's the apartment complex right across um, – uh, Baxter and Broadway. Baxter Station? Yeah, Baxter Station. Or Baxter. Those are the Baxter. Ba- you talking about the whatever, new one? Yeah. The Baxter. Yeah. The Baxter. Yes. Those are pretty tall. I, I would yeah. say yeah. those are, are getting. But I think closer. they, I mean, I think apartment complexes, they probably had to get a variance, but I don't know what the stories is. It's like, it, it might be riding around in that yeah. same. I don't know what the, I think it's three parameters. Oh, yeah, I got it mixed up with Highland Station. Yes. Which is down the street. And it's the same developer, so. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see here. So then there was a downtown property, uh, which you wrote about, Gus Goldsmith. Yeah, this is uh, second market. Everybody knows it's the Action Loan Company building. If you drive second, it all another ever. landmark. Yes, yeah. it I mean, is right a up landmark. There with the, uh, uh, Gus's Staters. family's owned that since uh, several decades, and he's starting to downsize his um, property portfolio here locally. He's getting a little older, so mm-hmm. um, he decided to sell that sell that property we had reported last year that that was actually being targeted for a Hyatt concept mm-hmm. Hyatt place and Hyatt house that has been nixed that's mm-hmm. not happening uh we don't know what the brand's going to be we just know it's going to be some kind of luxury brand hotel mm-hmm. uh, about eight stories tall uh, so we had a rendering of that then the uh amount is about 60 million so it's going to be a significant investment mm-hmm. on that block uh Camposano capital is working with a guy named martin carney and a joint venture to mm-hmm. bring that to uh to Louisville, uh, Camposano, their name that's been popping up a lot lately. Yeah. They're doing Gateway to Nulu. They're they bought the Jolay property, so they're really investing in that Market Street corridor between downtown and Nulu. Yeah, um, and then there was a this isn't a hotel, but it's very similar uh, Airbnb, big Airbnb development mm-hmm. uh, that was at Museum Row, right? Yeah, seven thirteen West Main. It's actually going to be called the seven thirteen. Yeah. Um, this is a five-story building. It actually looks like four stores if you're standing outside, but I guess it's one got one of them hidden floor things inside. Um, but there's five stores. all secretive down on <laughs> yeah. Museum Road. But it's next to KMAC Museum and Leadership Louisville. Um, I think kind of wedged. It's a very skinny building there. Mm-hmm. But they're turning four of the five stories into um, about six Airbnb units. And they're going to be themed, right? Yeah, there's one that's going to have a Churchill Downs theme. There's a penthouse called the Prez um, that's going to go on the fifth floor. It's themed after Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's orange. That was actually the nickname of the former owner, I understand. Um, And then there's one called Cassius Quarters, which is a kind of homage to uh, Cassius Clay. And you get a view of the Ali Ali Center. Ali Center, yeah. yeah. So so there's different themes. There's a julep-themed one, which I think is pretty obvious with the mint julep but yeah. mm-hmm. uh, they're going to be really uh, catering to uh, tourists that are down on museum row or here to do the 
urban bourbon trail or uh, other bourbonism type, uh, I said bourbonism, uh, type uh, events around town. I think we or all have to pay Greg Fisher and Nickel anytime. Or, uh, <laughs> as well as business travelers. So if you have somebody here that um, is in town for a few days, because they're going to have kitchens, most of them have washers and dryers. So they're basically like little apartments. Yeah. So, so you'll I, be able to yeah. hang out there for a few days. Kind of development just seems like a very risky venture to me. I wonder at like what point you're going to see an ROI. You know, yeah, you, it's a good question. Uh, they're not investing a ton of money. It's about five hundred grand into the renovation, so it's not like they're dropping ten million dollars right. there. But you know, it'll be interesting to see how, especially with that small number of units, how quickly they can. I can't remember. I bet. I mean, like think about like concerts downtown at the Yum Center, and then staying in that swanky yep. spot. Um, staying at the Prez. <laughs> staying at the Prez, yeah. Uh, doing Derby. You well, know. Derby, I think you can make a huge because you can yeah. just For jack sure. the you yeah. can just jack this price up yeah. to the roof like the, everybody else does. Yeah. Um, shoot, I was going to ask something and I forgot what it was. Um, I guess it, just give me an overall idea. I mean, it sounds like there's a ton of hotel developments. Um, yeah. You know, it's something you've been writing about a lot. Um, yeah. Uh, do you have a number on the number that we uh, We've got about more than two dozen projects. projects. It's, some of them are starting to wrap up. And then, yeah. But there's every time it seems like one is done we get another one yeah announced. we had so still in Moxie kind of, not too long ago yeah we got a one that we'll be writing about this later this week on Zorn Avenue it just wrapped up so mm-hmm. there's another one that's coming off the books but yeah. like I said we've got the 60 million dollar hotel we just wrote we just wrote about you know and there's some of these other smaller ones that are coming online so uh, but there still seems to be an appetite for it. everybody I've talked to said the market I mean, we can yeah. still use yeah. more seems to for be. sure I think they're you know we've talked about this before but I think uh, the two markets, it's really, well, three is industrial, obviously, uh, with our distribution mm-hmm. and logistics, apartments, and hotel. Yeah. The one I feel like most people feel like we're closest to a saturation point on is apartments. Yeah. I don't uh, think we're there with hotels. Yes. We're definitely not there with <laughs> industrial yet, so. Um, when you guys travel, do you prefer Airbnbs or hotels? Broadcast. Um, I like a mix of both. Um yeah. It just depends on, like, what city and who I'm traveling with. And, you know, yeah. it's just kind of like... Sometimes, it's, you know, if you're staying close to an attraction, it's a good way to go to get an Airbnb. Yeah. Depends on the attraction. How about you? Uh, traveling out of the country, I definitely prefer Airbnb because you get a real sense of what it's like to yeah. live yeah. in that city. Yeah. Do you ever use Airbnbs? Uh, I'm more of a hotel guy. I've got two small kids, so yeah. we are always trying to stay near whatever attractions we're going to. and. Um, we usually like to have like those hotel amenities on hand. So, yeah. I I usually use hotels as well. I like um, I just I don't know. Uh, it's nice to have a room cleaned for you and, <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, maid service and all that's nice. I don't get that at home. So, but it is <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, if it is nice to find a a cool hotel in that city and maybe stay there. Yeah. It's got something. Yeah, and that's why it's like depends it. on like you know w- yeah. where I'm staying and what kind of is what hotels are available. But you know, it's really nice to have an Airbnb where you've got a kitchen and stuff yeah, to cook yeah. with. That's true. And then like if you're going to say Wrigley Field or something, like, yep. and, like that's what your trip evo- revolves around is going to Wrigley Field in Chicago. Then like you know it would be awesome to stay in that neighborhood mm-hmm. <laughs> around Wrigley yeah. Field yep. rather than going to a hotel. You have to get on the yep. interstate and all that. So. Yeah. Um, but. Um, but yeah, it kind of depends on the destination, I guess. So, um, speaking of travel, which is why I made that comment, um, 
pack your bags. It's going to be a trip joke earlier. Um, <laughs> no, it was fantastic. <laughs> Speaking of travel, we got a new, so talking hotels, we got a new <coughs> flight as well. Uh, Marty also wrote this story. Where Where's this one going? Uh, this is going to Charleston, South Carolina, which has emerged as a real vacation yeah, destination. Yeah, big vacation for sure. spot. They've been investing a lot down there in amenities and attractions. So uh, Allegiant, which is our kind of the low-cost carrier that, that's been really kind of in hyperdrive here locally, um, that's their 11th route now out of, out of Louisville. And they've just started – I think their first route just came in a few years yeah. ago. So it's been – pretty fast it's the first trip we had was first non-stop to, to uh, uh charleston or charles i think so town. yeah this is um charleston. but most charleston. almost all but it just a I'm doing great <laughs> <laughs> almost all but one or two of allegiance spots are leisure destinations so they're going to florida they're going to myrtle beach they're going to yeah well they kind of Sarasota. you know brand themselves as the vacation carrier yeah they, i mean of. they they're getting you you know to orlando you know within an hour and a half or two yeah. hours and mm-hmm. you're getting there cheap i mean uh I yeah, think how this, much is this? I looked at fought up. This isn't launched till May, by the way. It's going to be twice a week. Um, but um, I looked up the price, and it was forty. It was fifty-five dollars. But then they gave you a ten-dollar discount, so it was forty-five dollars. Nice. That's hey. not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. If you want to get to Charleston quick and cheap, you know, it might be worth looking into. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, that'll launch in May, so that gives them eleven flights. Um, I think they've got a couple that are not really considered necessarily vacation destinations. Uh, they got one to Vegas, and they got one, which is Vegas kid. is definitely well. I mean, but vacation. when you think of like, it's not a beach. Va- that they're more known. I'm for such beach a good flies. gambler that Vegas is a business trip. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm terrible. Well, player. Vegas could be business or <laughs> or leisure, so depending yeah. on what you're going there for, and then New Orleans, which is also a place you know can be a vacation destination, but not necessarily always. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, does Muhammad Ali have more business flights or leisure flights? I mean, is that a real classification, or is that more just a sense of I mean, it's it feels like we're getting a lot of leisure destinations because Allegiant's been investing so much yeah. money here. We got it. We talked about how many flights we have to Florida, but we have uh, thirty three uh, nonstop, so it's a mix of business and leisure. Yeah, um, we got flights to most major cities unless you're out on the West Coast. I mean, or San Boston. Francisco or Boston. Or Boston is the real. Outline. We're still I, like, sore about on, that. Like, Boston. We, we're having trouble getting that Boston flight. <laughs> it would be terrific. That it's is hard the, to get that to is Boston. the number one <laughs> flight priority for the business community right now. Is Boston. So and we got Los Angeles. That was number one. Now it's Boston. I think number two is San Francisco. We have a ton of companies here who are doing business in Boston. We just wrote so about a Boston yeah. co- or a Boston area company just opening a plant here. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of a uh, lot of uh, great uh, destinations we need to add. I think. Um, no, anything else on this Charlestown flight? Anybody want to add? <laughs> <laughs> are we going to Charleston or Charlestown? Did I say Charlestown? Uh, Charlestown's again. across the okay. river. <laughs> Charlestown, Indiana. <laughs> to a leisure destination. <laughs> Charleston flight. All right. Well, I'm just going to walk away from this altogether. We're going to wrap things up there. But before we sign off, we'll go around the room and you guys can share your social media handles and plug anything that you're working on that uh, readers can check out. Zach, I'll start with you. You can find me on uh, Twitter at BFLuZach, and right now I'm working on uh, Healthcare Heroes. That's coming down in February, so be on the lookout for that. All right, Brooke? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at btimmons26, and you can find me on Twitter, which I actually like made a rare occurrence, you know, or uh, you're, stop you're appearance, sorry. Made uh, a cameo. <laughs> made a cameo. Yes. I've tweeted several <laughs> times this week, so uh, um, you can find me on Twitter at, at bfludesigner, um, and I'm working on all kinds of stuff, uh, future planning for our special pubs. Um, 
and uh, kind of planning out our at-home publication right now. So mm-hmm. if anybody has any um, cool ideas for the spring or the fall, um, we're actually planning fall. For at-home? Yeah, for at-home. Yeah. Um, we're planning fall right now as well. So um, I've got some DIY stuff in the works, and uh, so I'm excited about that. So. Yeah, yeah. At-home's a, a great publication. It kind of showcases some of the cool ideas that people have uh, for their homes. Yeah. You know, we focus so much on offices, so it's good to see those. Marty, how about you? I am primarily on Twitter at BF Lou Marty. Uh, if you saw me yesterday, I was tweeting from the stadium, um, the new soccer stadium that mm-hmm. opens in April. Oh, yeah. It's looking really nice. They had the big board lit up while I was there, so it looked really cool. Um, so I'm looking forward to being able to tour that in its completion. But uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn. I'm trying to be a little bit more active on there, sharing more stories. Yeah, and, same. Um, you know, building some contacts there. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, it helped me get a story last week. I started talking to a new um, economic development leader, and that's sort of how we got the everything Oh, is that the Bullitt away. County? Yeah, just because we started having a conversation on LinkedIn. So, yeah, nice. Um, but anyway, I'm trying to get there more. Uh, as for what I'm working on, the most, the biggest, most recent thing is um, this new ra- uh, feature, le- feature series we're starting. It's going to be quarterly called Corridors of Opportunity. Uh, the first one comes out in early February, and it's focusing on River Ridge Commerce Center over in Jeffersonville, mm-hmm. uh, which is 6,000 acres, um, only 30% of which has been developed. So we're looking at what kind of uses will be there in the future, what kind of investment opportunities are available there now. And we have an event tied with that, and yeah. it's going to be at America Place, and I am super so, excited yeah. just to check museum it out. Like art museum. Building. Yeah. I know that there were um, people from the Speed that came and installed the art there. So. Well, also, nice. the architect yeah. for Speed did that building. So. Right, yeah. So I'm so excited to check out that building. Yeah, I'm just really excited to see River Ridge with my own eyes. It's just yeah. an amazing complex. Yeah, I've mm. never been out there. Yeah, everybody. So. It's it's worth going out there just driving down 62 because it goes on and on and on. And you're like, wow, yeah, there's nice. still buildings. Right, yeah. Watch out for the traffic circle, though. Yeah, oh, roundabout, yeah. if you don't know what you're doing, it's pretty frightening. Yeah. yeah. I live over there, and it still frightens me. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris Larson is a big believer in the roundabout. Well, so is she. As am I. I love the roundabout. I mean, I like them. If, <laughs> but okay. I'm, I think that they're a great concept, but you can't just, like, introduce a new traffic thing and then just well, to people who I think don't it's know how like to drive anything. them. It's great in theory, and then humans ruin it. Yeah, because no one knows how to. So many people don't know how to use it. That's the exact point because it's they're supposed to replace intersections which have the highest occurrence of wrecks. So like you just have people blindly blowing through these intersections, but the roundabout forces you to like think about what you're doing, and it confuses everyone, and you're slowing down. So So then you're thinking instead of just. But some people still just dart out in front of other people. Yeah, so you're probably not going to die. I, I, I guess I'm kind of just like, I'm not confused by it, but I'm like, okay, I've got to pay attention. Like you said, so. I'm, around, one, I'm one, a roundabout zealot. That one they're down fairly, by UofL, I like get the sweats. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really confusing. They're fairly so simple, confusing. but there's there's one, there's two in a row. You hit one and then you get another one yeah. there in Jeffersonville. And I think the second one coming from River Ridge is the one that blows everybody's mind. Yeah, yeah, so, that, that one is. Because the inter- they introduced the interstate onto the roundabout on that one, and that's where everything goes yeah, it sounds like a, a gallery top five at Louisville area roundabout. Yeah, it does. Yeah, <laughs> I always text my wife before getting in that roundabout. I say, Babe, I love you. <laughs> Just in case I don't make it. <laughs> of course, anyway. I'm doing that while driving, <laughs> and that's no. Um, I was doing an outro. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on um, Twitter at bfluedavid and on LinkedIn. And also on Instagram at uh, dman3001. And uh, I'm going to plug my cover story from last week again. Why not? 
Um, it's about a uh, just a hard scrabble tale of a, a young company trying to come up in the uh, uh, bourbon industry and or the liquor industry, and uh, some uh, some of the crazy challenges they had to face. And uh, I brought in some other entrepreneurs who have, who have just told me that it's just really difficult to get into this industry, and that's a shame because it's one of our, our big industries in Kentucky. So uh, check it out if you haven't already. It's the cover story for this week, and then. Um, you, c- you can find it online as well. So uh, with that, if you like Access Louisville, uh, be sure to subscribe to us on popular podcast services uh, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Public, and others. And I um, think that's it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for good. going on this wild ride with us today, yeah, it's, guys. It's been, a, it's been a ride today. Um Hope everyone had a safe trip. Unpack your bags. Now. <laughs> unpack yes, unpack your bags. Your bags. <laughs> We're here. We made it. Um, don't leave anything in the hotel. <laughs> All right. All right. That's it. Thank you guys very much for listening to us at home. And uh, thank you, Zach, Brooke, and Marty. Bye. See you. Bye.